All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are back with part two of the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of, of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always is Play Hard Dave Schofield, the other co-editor, <laughs> and Brian Anthony Davis, Mr. Soapbox today. So if you listen to part one, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not listening to part one, go back and listen to part one. You'll understand those little inside jokes there. So um, let's hear Russ. You guys, who's bringing this up? <laughs> we have a okay. on. Okay. All right. So let's get into some X factors here. This is typically the, the second part of the show where we kind of break down the upcoming game. We give our predictions. We talk about a lot of different things um, over under. So Brian, we'll start with you. X factor. Who is your X factor for this upcoming game? uh offense or defense doesn't matter or do we do we normally split it up offense one offense and one defense yeah we do don't we i don't know you you guys don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see I, I offense heard, one. brian went off and i haven't heard his voice since <laughs> I, all right I let's Brian's do 20 minutes let's Jeff do one off talk <laughs> oh funny that's hysterical <laughs> let's go with uh one offense and one defense let's do offense first Good, Brian. Well, you know what? I'm going to say on offense. I'm going to say all eleven guys because I've uh, I have an insider in the Steeler locker room that said they're going to try to win this game this weekend. <laughs> so that's that's really what the game plan is. What's the game plan? They're going to try to win. Play so hard. and they're going to play hard. <laughs> you know what? Let, you know, I joke about the whole team, but I'm going to take a unit here and I'm going to say the offensive line really needs to be an X factor. The way Dave explained and uh, the defensive line of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles earlier, yeah, they bring it to you. Ben Roethlisberger and myself, me, I still have flashbacks of Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham from a few years ago in 2016, just like all over that team. I remember back in the Super Bowl year when Ben Roethlisberger was was sacked seven times in Philadelphia against this team, and that was week three, and that was a Super Bowl season. They always seem to go after the Steelers. Look, this offensive line really has to step up in this game, and they need to be the X factor on offense to protect Ben, to make sure that uh, there is not a turnover, a pick six, or you know, a strip sack and a, and a touchdown. That's that's a possibility here with this defensive line. I think it's the strength of this team. So the offensive line, they're my X factor. What about you, Dave? Offensive X factor. I'm going. I'm I'm going with with the man. I'll go with Ben Roethlisberger. He needs to he needs to take care of the ball. He needs to, you know, he was kind of he seemed kind of upset Wednesday when he was talking um, about how everything went down and they didn't play last week. So, and he said, well, we were on a roll and now we got to start over. He needs to just make sure he's not starting over and he's picking it right back up where the, this off the whole offense, picking it right back up where they were. And it's not just his play on the field. I like Jeff's idea of that's other than just play hard. You could help the <laughs> offensive line by going up tempo. And if they're going up tempo and they're going no huddle, guess who's calling those plays? one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. So it's That's not right. just his play. It's also going to be his his ability to make those calls on the field. I kind of alluded to this at the end of part one, and it was, I think it's Chase Claypool. I don't know what it is. It's just like one of those gut feelings. They're coming off a bye week. I feel like they might have maybe installed some stuff that would get him the ball. I, I just really hope that he, he turns into a game breaker and not just a decoy, someone that can get deep, 
Ben seems to have a decent connection with him already. And for a rookie, that's important. We know this. If you don't, if Ben trusts you, he's going to get you the football. He should be that guy though. That can man, be if it's just red zone, really getting him involved, but it's going to come down to the offense and Feetner and Ben getting him on the field and actually utilizing him for what he can do. I love James Washington and everything that he brings to the team, but I'd rather see more chase Claypool. That's just me. It's just my own personal opinion. I think that Claypool could break this game open. We've seen him do it before. He can get behind a defense. He's tough to bring down because he's 6'4", 230, and runs a 4'440". The kid's a freak, so use him. Use him. I'm sick of seeing everyone talking about CeeDee Lamb and all these other rookie wide receivers. Chase Claypool, in my opinion, is just as good. Let's see him be featured for once, and it'll only open up things for Juju and Deontay anyways, so let's see that happen. I would love to see that happen. Let's go defense. Defensive X Factor. Brian, what do you have? Alvin Bud Dupree is going to be facing Jordan Mailata from Australia as the left tackle. Now, hey, talking. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to try Jennifer that. Lopez. <laughs> I don't really. You know, um, they actually have two Australians. So the guys on down under, they're going to talk about the punter and the left tackle the entire show. So just be ready for that, I'm sure. Um, but you know what? And I'm not going to try to do my accent because I don't want to embarrass you guys. I've already embarrassed you with the greatest Yinzer accent of all time. Um, so I'm not going to embarrass you guys. But going, my Lana is kind of he's, – he's put in a tough spot. That offensive line is in flux. Talking to Brandon Lee Gouton yesterday on Know Your Enemy, he is concerned about the entire team actually. Um, but he's really concerned about what the Steelers can do against my Lana who – is not really completely protecting Carson Wentz. You saw what the uh, – we don't really know how good the Washington football team is with those seven sacks, if that's a great defense or not, because they had those seven sacks in game one, and that offensive line was a mess. So Alvin Bud Dupree needs to be in his face, that being Mylotta, and on his back, meaning Wentz, and finish him. Like John Kreese of Cobra Kai says – Finish him. Sweep the leg. No mercy. Alvin Bud Dupree. David Schofield, go ahead. Oh, he took my answer, um, which which was a good answer. I'll, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna package that together and I'll say TJ Watt, um, assuming he plays, because it's I, I with both their edge rushers, they need to get home, but they also have to get home in a way that they're not allowing Wentz outside the pocket constantly i mean he's it's going to happen maybe some but as long as it's not constantly killing you it's okay i think this is all about um the defense the you know the pass rush getting home you know keeping the run game the way they have and but more important more importantly keeping that pocket closed in and not letting them outside you all talk about the edge rushers and rightfully so i think they deserve all the credit in the world bud and tj have been phenomenal I think it's time that the defensive front, and I'm talking about i.e. Cam Hayward or Stefan it, pick your poison. Can they please take over a game? We haven't seen it yet. We've seen TJ do his thing. We've seen Bud do his thing. I want to see, and we've seen Tyson Alawalu do his thing. Haven't seen Tudor Hayward yet really flash, in my opinion. Hayward's had decent numbers. He's always going to have decent numbers, but we haven't seen them have those games where they have two and a half, three sacks, Maybe this is the game because if they're going to put that much attention on the bookends should lead to some one-on-ones on the interior. And that's where those two guys should feast. P 
period. So my defensive uh, factor X factor is either Hayward or two. It doesn't matter. You pick whichever one you want. All right, let's do some over under y'all ready. Ready. Okay. Week five edition over under. This is a little bit tougher because it depends on what you think this game is going to look like. I'm going to, since I set the lines here, it's going to, you're going to kind of get a feel for what I think this game is going to be. Ben Roethlisberger touchdown passes. This game, the line is set at one and a half. Dave, you taking the over or the under? Over. How many do you think? Two. All right, very good. Brian Anthony He's just Davis. averaging two. Let's go you're with You're right. No, you're right. Go ahead, Brian. Over. How many are you thinking? Three. Wow. Okay, I will take the over, but three. I'll take the over, but with two. All right, Ben Sacks, meaning him getting sacked. The, uh, the sacks surrendered by the Steelers' offensive line. The over-under is set at three. Dave, what are your thoughts? That's the number I want to come up with. I'm going. Sound Vegas, go, man. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Go West. Under. Okay. I like it, Brian. Push. Three. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. He, he do it for push. I think that they're going to be super concerned and you're not going to see him putting himself in a, in a lot of opportunities to get sacked. I think it's going to be a quick passing game. They'll take their shots, but they're going to be smart about it. I'm going to say the under two. James Conner rushing yards. The line set at 90. Dave, over under. Over. You think over You think over going. Okay. Yep. Keep the streak alive. I like it. Brian Anthony Davis. Under, but not by much. 84. I take the under as well. I think he goes around 80. I think you see McFarland and Snell have some better numbers this game. They're going to rush for well over 100 as a unit, but not individually. I don't think I think that streak ends this weekend on Sunday. Turnovers, meaning the Steelers turning the ball over. There's that streak ended in week three. Does a new streak begin over the over under line? Is set at one, Dave. Push. You think they turn the ball over, so they're back on the street. <laughs> Starting a new um, one. <laughs> there's the pos there. They are right on the edge of with the re- if some big kind of weather's coming through. You know, they're right now. They're it's projected it's going to be just they're going to miss it. They're going to go just south of them. But if that shifts a little bit over the next couple of days, you could be talking about you know, a big rain fest on Sunday, or it could be a beautiful day. It's they're 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 really close to that line. So if the rain comes out, I think that that might cause a lot of turnovers, but um, you know, I, when you go into a game and when you assume they're going to have zero, then you get disappointed. I'm like, let's just okay. go with one. Thank you, Joe DiNardo for the weather update. Brian Anthony <laughs> <laughs> over under one turnover. Look, aisle five is not cleaned up yet. I want to go push, but I'm going to say over take two. Ooh. All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say under. I'll go ahead and say it. They, they keep the streak live. They don't turn it over. What about takeaways now? Defensive takeaways over under set at one and a half. So there's no pushing this time. Dave, what do you think? Way over. I'm going three. Whoa. All right. Dad, Brian. David, I see your three, and I raise you one. Let's go four. Are you serious? Four turnover, four takeaways? That's it. Yep. I'm going to take the under with one. All right, and then sacks on Mr. Wentz. The line is set at four and a half. Dave, over under. I'm going over with five. Okay, Brian. Over with five. I'm going to take the over with six. I think they're going to get to him early enough, and I think that sometimes he's going to run into some sacks, but it still count. Um, last one, defensive points allowed. 
I don't want to get into our predictions. So I'm not going to talk about the offense, but defensive points allowed over under 16 and a half. Dave, what do you think? Under my explanation will come when we do our predictions. All right. Under, Brian Anthony Davis. Under and what he said. <laughs> I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the over and what they said. All right. Let's get to those predictions. <laughs> Dave hit us with, hit us with the spread, hit us with the spread, the most up-to-date spread. And then we're going to talk the, about our predictions. Go ahead. Up, up to date with, I think I refreshed it six minutes ago. Um, where Pittsburgh is still a seven point favorite that hasn't changed. The over under has fluctuated between 44 and 45. And right now it's at 44 and a half. Hmm. So seven point spread, 44 and a half over and under. Well, why don't you go ahead, Dave, and get it started with your picks? Okay. My pick is I have the Steelers covering and I have the total under because I have my final score prediction, which I had to give to Bleeding Green Nation earlier today. I have that. I have the final score of the Steelers are coming out ticked off about what's, what's happened with them. They're not going to start slow. They're going to start well. They're going to finish well. They're going to keep pl- performing well out of the bye. I have 31 to 9. Oh, all right. Uh, that's a weird score. I like it, though. Brian, go ahead. Keep that one on the down low, Dave. Daddy like the DL. Um, <laughs> I messed up the joke, but um, so I used to use that all the time. All right. You got to take, we're going to go with the under here and I've already made my prediction on know your enemy. I felt like I was cheating on you guys, but make my prediction, but I had to do it 26 to 16 in favor of the Stillers. Okay. I think that this game is going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. Could it be a blowout like Dave's predicting? Sure. But Dave's told me, you know, I listened to his stat geek and he, we've talked about a bunch, you know, ah, this team, although they do well off the bye, they don't do off offensively. They don't do that. Well, they come out slow. Am I right, Dave? That's what you said. Yes. They've only had the first quarter's bad. The first quarter's bad. Yes. That has me concerned a little bit about how the outcome, you know, what this would look like. You know, I don't see them coming out of the gate guns a blazing as much as I would love that. I think this is going to come down to a field goal. I don't see the Steelers covering here. I think the Steelers win the game. I'm going to go with the final score, Pittsburgh 20, Philadelphia 17. They always play Pittsburgh tough. I cannot remember the last time that the Pittsburgh Steelers routed the Eagles. It might be in 2004, the game that Brian, what was the final of that game, Brian, that you all just did on the retro show? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Was it 27 to 10? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, and that's not even, I wouldn't even say that's a blowout, but I mean, that's probably the biggest winning margin that the Steelers have had over the Eagles in, I don't know, Ben Roethlisberger's career. So I just, again, if I, if, if they come out and blow their doors off, I would be happy to take the L on this, but I'm sorry. I just don't see it happening. I think the Steelers might come out a little sluggish from the buy, maybe a little distracted, 20 to 17. Take the Eagles getting the points, but take the Steelers and the under straight up. So that's my pick. There you go. All right. Hey, Jeff, real quick. Yes, it was 20, 27 to 3. Well, that's there you go. It's a lot better than what you said. That's fine. <laughs> that was a great, that was a great game to watch. That was a great yeah, game yeah. to watch. I and remember that game. Goes. And it's a great game to remember. So check out the retro show yes. on all of your favorite podcast platforms. <laughs> 
That was that was after the Halloween game against the Patriots, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I was in the stands for both of those games. Didn't the didn't the Steelers also beat the Patriots on another Halloween? That was the game where Lamar Woodley went um had a really good game against Tom Brady. What was that not on Halloween as that well? Was, that was 2011 and I because of leap year it wouldn't have been but it was right around I don't I don't know that it was on Halloween day but I do know that I was I was late to taking my kids to a trunk or treat because I had to finish watching that game and I went in full gear of course to that because everyone's like just beat the Patriots I don't want I don't care yeah. I'm wearing everything day before October 30th yeah there you go. Uh, I knew it was around there. And then I also remember a Halloween game against the Saints down in New Orleans where James Harrison got flagged for a really bogus roughing the passer call on Drew Brees. Ended up turning the tide. They lost that game. Anyways, trivia time, Dave. Let me put my dunce cap on. Go. All right, we're good. We're good to go. Let's do some trivia. All right. Well, uh, you, we were talking about the Steelers sacks, and I talked about how I – said that I think they'll have at least five this week. I think they could have more. This could be one that could, they could be set up to get a bunch. But a lot of times when they're set up to get a bunch is when they don't get as many as you think. But the Steelers are second in the league right now in sacks, only behind the Philadelphia Eagles, but the Eagles have an extra game. So I got to thinking, okay, what what about these the quarter mark, you know, as we say the quarter pole um, of the season? What would the Steelers need sack-wise to like set any kind of team record? Um, any idea how many sacks they would need on Sunday in order to set the, the franchise record for the most sacks in to start the first four games of the season? So how many sacks they would need mm-hmm. to in move the first into. quarter? Yes. Shoot, this is tough because you got to think back to game the gears that they started off really fast defensively. Mm-hmm. Is this all post merger? Um, this let's just say this. I went. It, it it can be because the answer is post merger. Okay. Of what they have to, but there's some other ones that are that are also in there as well. I'm gonna say seven. Mm-hmm. They're gonna need seven in this game to do it. Brian, what do you think? Let's go with three. Let's say the record is 18. Let's split the difference (laughs) because the answer is what I predicted them to have would be five. That would put them at 20 sacks in the first four. The record right now is 19, and that was in 1983 where they had 19 sacks in their first four games, only went two and two in those in those four games. Hmm. They are currently right now, if they get no sacks, well, first of all, that would stink because that would break the streak. But if – if they just get one, they move into a tie for second because they had 16 sacks. Remember, we can go before 1982. That's when they started sacks as individuals, but they kept track of them most years as a team stat. In both 1954 and 1963, they had 16 sacks in the first four games. But uh, the Steelers have a chance to set that record um, on Sunday with five or more. There you go. Brian, anything to say? Yeah, I tell you what, that was a great sacking season. Uh, you had Mike Merriweather just going off, and Keith Willis had a fantastic year yeah. as well. So, you know, those are two guys that I can think of, think of right off the top of my head as just being amazing. Um, I'm surprised they did they break the team. Were they the team record 83 for the entire season? Oh, I I could I could look that up rather quickly if you guys give me. Hmm. I don't know. 
90 seconds. Okay. 90 <laughs> seconds it is. Um, we'll fill that spot. Oh, I can't talk that long, guys. You, you mean how many sacks they had for the season? Yes, if it was the record. Um, it was not the record at the time because in 1974, they had 52, and in 1983, they got to 50. So, And we know the record now is 56, for the season, 56 from 2017. Yes. But I think it's going to be a new record this year, but that's just me. And it's going to start with the six. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I asked the live chat for some questions. We'll see if we get some. In the meantime, think about this. This is something that um, Brian does every week. Bold and bizarre predictions. Okay. I love the article. It's the only reason he keeps doing it. People might hate it. Actually, is a pretty good traffic article in terms of pages. Um, think about a bold prediction for this for this game real quick. Like I have one. As you all think, I have one. My bold prediction is Minka Fitzpatrick is going to get an interception this game. Okay, that's my bold prediction. Might not be that bold. He hasn't touched a football yet this season, though. Dave, what about yours? What's your bold prediction? Yeah, this is kind of reminding me they, they do something similar on uh, on Steelers touchdown under that they they do a little something like this. Um, that uh, my my bold prediction is the Steelers will score a touchdown on their opening drive. Whoa, Brian, what about you? Bold prediction. The Steelers get a sack strip and a fumble, and it's courtesy of one Bougie Smith Schuster. Not Juju, <laughs> but his dog. <laughs> Holy cow, Jeffrey Benedict's bold prediction. He said Terrell Edmonds gets an interception this week. Wow, that is Woo, that's courageous. A yes. I would right. love it. I would love it. That's yeah. a hot take. Yeah. You ready for some of these questions? <laughs> yeah, do you want to put them up on the screen? No, yeah, I'll do it. Here we go. What defender needs to step up the most in the Steelers' quest for the mo- for more turnovers? That's from DJ2TYT only. <laughs> um, step Man, up you for- messed that up worse than bad. Come on. <laughs> what defender needs to step up the most? Um, I, see, I don't know. It's I want to say like I want to see more from Minka. Yeah, that's and I, I think say. that I think that Carson Wentz is bold enough that he's not going to avoid him intentionally. So you think about all the other quarterbacks they face this year, like Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, or Jeff Driscoll, and then Deshaun Watson is still a smart quarterback. He doesn't have the weapons. I guess I just see Carson Wentz as like a gunslinger. It's like, I don't care if it's Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm going to beat him anyways. Well, Minka's going to win that battle if you do. That's who I think. Who you all think? I agree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Devin Bush here. Okay. Uh, right. I, I believe he's the linchpin. And just, just to shed a light, I asked this the other day on our show on The Hangover, DJ2YT only. I always have trouble with that. It's Derek Jeter 2, Yankees. I guess that's what – I don't know what the T's uh, for. Sorry. That, that's, right. what it, that's what it's for. Okay. All right. Respect. This, this was a question for my show on Tuesday. I want, I want to get your guys' answer. Brian and Jeff, will the Steelers hold the Eagles under 200 total yards? Ah, that's tough with no them not throwing any flags anymore. I'm going to say that they will not hold them under 200 total yards. Um, I don't think they'll be over 300, but I think they'll be over two. Brian, what do you think? I agree with Jeff. I'm going to say about 250. I'll give you my answer from Tuesday. I said the magic number is seven. If the Steelers can get to seven or more sacks, they will take away enough yards that will put them down under 200. That's a but good that's, point. That's, 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 that's what I said. So I thought that was a very geeky answer. 
<laughs> so um, um, Jay Hicks. Will Ben have will Ben Roethlisberger throw for 400 yards? Oh, will he have a 400 yard game this season? This I thought it was just this week. Um, yes, I think he will. I think that he is. You look at some of the deep passes he missed on in week three against Houston. If he connects on two of those, completely changes the dynamic of his stat line. I think he's going to start dialing in on some of those deep balls. I think he absolutely has a 400 game this season. Brian, what do you think? I think he can. I'll, I'll probably say yes. I don't think he needs to. That's basically my answer. I, if Ben's going to have a 400-yard game this season, it's going to be one of those games where they're playing a team that they're going to be you know, possibly trailing and needing to come from behind and win, things like that. Um, that's going to be the scenario. I don't, you know, most of the time you don't want to see Ben go over 300 yards because they are just controlling the game. So Ben's um, pissed off though. He's angry yep. right now. He wants to trust me. He wants to light the world on fire. Nicholas Martinez says, do you think Claypool will get more snaps and eventually overtake James Washington? I say, yes. If you listen to my X factor earlier, I think it's the time is now to, to at least give him more snaps, more opportunities. It's it stinks because you got to put someone on the bench, but I think, yes, Brian, what do you think? I actually think, no, I think that uh, James Washington is going to continue to get a lot of balls thrown his way. Uh, Claypool is going to come close, but you know, JW 13, he's still got a huge place on this team. Dave. All right. I guess a better answer. Um, I'm going to say, I don't think it needs to be a replacement. I just think they need to continue to work everybody. I'd like to see the two of them on the field at the same time. And I have to say, before I click off this, that's some pretty impressive wood that we're talking about there. Um, (laughs) For those of you that are watching on YouTube, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the picture. Yeah. So um, I'm now trying to find the next one. Anyone else see one? My, my, my live chat skipped. Oh boy. So I'm, so I'm trying to come back. Here we go. Russ says, do you think that the tight ends will have a big game against the Eagles? Brian, what do you think? Yes, I think they do. <laughs> and which one in particular? Vance McDonald. Really? Okay, yep. Dave. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've been liking what he's been doing in the run game. And if they're going to be out there running up tempo, that means Vance should be out there on the field. So I think they, they could have some more possibilities with him. Jeff? I am... I totally. I was reading the other questions. Seattle has two losses. Baker Mayfield sucks. No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that's that. What a doubt. Baker Mayfield sucks. All right, let's. Uh, well, we'll do one more. Mm-hmm. When will we see more three safety sub package defense with Sean Davis, Minka, and Terrell Evans on the field at the same time? This is kind of like the ongoing question of where is Sean Davis? Not where is Carmen San Diego? Where is Sean Davis? I don't know. Brian, what do you think? I'm going to defer the only X's and O's that I know is an tic-tac-toe, my friend. <laughs> okay, Dave. I I think I said this to you before, Jeff. I, I can't remember where. I think Sean Davis is strictly, he's the insurance policy in case someone goes down. It's not like they need to work him into anything. I think when it comes to some sub package, I think Cam Sutton's the guy that's going to do sub package, but Sean Davis is a guy that can step in in place of injury. Insurance policy. That's what he is right now. He's yep. just an insurance policy. I don't think they're going to utilize him as a weapon, not anytime soon, pretty much. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. All right. Final thoughts on this episode before we call it a show, Brian, go ahead. 
You know, I'm really excited about this Pittsburgh Steeler fan. This, excuse me, this Pittsburgh Steeler team. I really think that uh, they are not making a big deal out of the uh, Tennessee Titans situation. I think we as fans, me included, are making a bigger deal about it. Their business as usual. When Mike Tomlin says, we don't care, just play hard, even though he didn't say it, but we're adding that to his quote now. When he's saying we don't care, they don't care. They're not thinking about any of this stuff. They're thinking about going out and playing the Eagles and doing what they do. I said it all along. I'm not going to stop saying this. This is a special team. They're not going to be flashy. They're not going to be a number one seed, but they're going to go out and take care of business. There you go, Dave Schofield. Yeah, it's this is it's okay for the Steelers to play this game with a chip on your shoulder. Um, it's the defense. I'm hoping it's a perfect storm. That's why I only picked um, the Eagles to score nine points between being ticked off about last week, between getting some fans back into the stands, between finally playing a game when you played all three of your games in 13 days to start, and now it'll be 13 games since you had played a game. It's time for them to step out there and just really take it to them. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they can send a message. You know, if you want to – you think the one, two and one Eagles are as bad as their record indicates. And the NFC East is as bad as they are. Go out and pull off a win. Like Dave predicted. I mean, really, really send a message because everyone right now is saying, ah, the Steelers aren't that good. They are letting teams hang around. This is a message game. This is a game you can really send a message. So we'll see how that pans out in the meantime. Thank you all for listening. If you're in the in YouTube live chat, we appreciate you as always. Great live chat tonight. Um, also, Anywhere you get your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Spotify, you name it. Follow us, subscribe. If you like the content, give us a five-star rating. Give us a good comment. We really appreciate it. It helps with our exposure. And BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. We appreciate everything. Make sure you check us out over the weekend with the Touchdown Under, Steelers Brunch with Tony, the Steelers pregame show, and then two of the three of us will be on after the 1 o'clock game on Sunday for the Steelers postgame, so check it out. In the meantime, everyone, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. Go Steelers. Hopefully the next time we talk, we'll be talking about the 4-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Be safe. We'll talk to you. Hey.